the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. What, what happened to spring? Now, if you're a daily listener, you'll remember that uh, probably two weeks ago, I said, March is a cruel month. It plays with you. It it toys with you. Yeah, it's 71, 72, and then it's like 18 degrees. Are you kidding me? Other than the fact... <laughs> Other than the fact that my wife was born in March, that makes it a very, very special month for me. But other than that, I don't think I like March very much. Oh, my goodness, it's cold out there. Anyway, uh, welcome. Hope you hope you are warm uh, wherever you are. And uh, talk about teasing. It was, I think it was like 16 degrees this morning, 18 degrees. They're saying it's going to be 73 on Wednesday. What? <sighs> Spring in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, all right. Got a lot to discuss with you. Hope you had a good weekend. Joy and I certainly did. Uh, we were able to uh, celebrate her birthday. Got to go to a couple of our favorite places and celebrate her birthday. And then uh, church yesterday. When was, and I've just got to say this, when was the last time you heard a biblically balanced sermon on Sunday morning on demons? I would venture to say many of you have never heard a biblically balanced sermon on demons. Well, Joy and I heard one at our 
home church in Westerville, and it was so incredibly well done with power, no compromise whatsoever, but great compassion and great balance. And my goodness, the people responded. It's a great morning. It really was. It was a uh, it was a great morning. All right. Uh, I think I already gave you my phone number, but if not, let me give it to you again. 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Boy, there's so much movement in churches today. Churches moving to the left. A lot of those. A few moving to the right. And by right, I mean conservative, uh, biblical in their approach. Left, I mean liberal, compromising, compromising their view of the infallibility and the inerrancy of Scripture. We're seeing so many churches go in that direction. We got to be cool. We got to be hip. We got to have nickels and noses. We got to have, we got to have the latest, the greatest. But a departure from real doctrinal orthodoxy. We're seeing so much of that. But there are some encouraging things as well. More and more United Methodist churches are taking a stand for biblical truth. And I am so grateful for every one of them. I told you about one in Georgia. Uh, I think it was last week. Determined to leave the denomination. Here is another one. And it's fascinating. It is fascinating to me. Most United Methodist churches are not growing. Now, that's a fact. And that has been true for several years. Most, some, there are some, most United Methodist churches are not growing. And there are only a handful of United Methodist churches that would be considered a megachurch. Very, very few. Now, why do I bring that up? It is those very few megachurches that, for the most part, are standing up and leaving the denomination because they can no longer tolerate the doctrinal creep to the left. Here's the latest one, megachurch in Oklahoma, Tulsa. Asbury United Methodist Church has now dropped United Methodist, and now they are simply being called Asbury Church. In a statement on the church's website, quote, we have begun the process of disaffiliating from the denomination. We do not where or when we will affiliate with the new denomination. Currently, our main focus is protecting the assets and interests of Asbury and fully disaffiliating from the United Methodist Church. Now, why do they say so much about protecting their assets? Because when a church chooses to leave, disaffiliate, the very first thing that the denomination says is, fine, take the people. We don't care about the people, but we want your building." We want the building, we want the piano, we want the organ, we want the pews, we want the chairs, we want the property, we want the st-
stuff. We want the stuff that costs money. You take the people. If you want to take the people, that's fine. We don't care about that. And we have seen dozens and dozens of lawsuits in the last mm, 20, 30 years where a church in the Presbyterian Church USA, the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, the United Methodist Church, and basically all of the mainline Protestant denominations, and again, I'm talking about the mainline ones, when a church says, we can't stay here anymore. The typical response from the denomination is, you can leave, but we'll keep your property. And uh, this story that I'm reading doesn't tell me that the the particular, uh, they don't call it a presbytery, uh, the, the conference, that they're in, I I don't know for sure that they're trying to keep the building, but when the church releases a statement, our main focus is protecting the assets and interest of Asbury, I think that tells us a great deal. And the one of the crazy things about the United Methodist Church, they know they've got a huge problem. They know that they have dozens, if not hundreds of churches that are planning on leaving. They know that a more conservative denomination has already formed, and yet the main leadership of the denomination has once again postponed their general conference where they can finally deal with this in the open. They have postponed it to 2024 because of COVID. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, You can go to an NBA game. You go to a college basketball game, college football game. uh, You go to the Super Bowl. You can go to an NFL game. uh, You can go to uh, a concert. And COVID is no longer a problem. But the leaders of the United Methodist Church says, hmm, we we can't have our general conference for another couple of years. Yeah, right. Um, Anyway, uh, good for Asbury Church in uh, Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They are disaffiliating from the denomination. Good for them. My one hope, my one desire is that they would make it absolutely clear I pray that that they won't just say, well, we had a difference of opinion. We're going in different directions. I hope they will make it clear. This is all about the authority of Scripture. We are standing for the absolute authority of Scripture. Our denomination no longer defends the authority of Scripture, and therefore we can no longer tolerate it. I Seriously, I pray that they make that abundantly clear to give others the encouragement. Stand for the Word. Stand for the Word. Denominations have been used by God. I, I believe that. I don't have anything wrong with a denomination. But bl- biblical fidelity is far more important than any denomination. That's why so many churches, some right here in the Columbus area, have left their denomination and lost everything building, 
property, etc., all of their financial resources. They've lost it all. But they felt that adherence to Scripture was more important than their property, their buildings, and so forth. And I uh, commend all of them for being willing to pay that kind of price. All right. Quick break. 877-BOB-LIVE. And we will return. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. I uh, I get a little tickled when I see uh, the uh, the the space people reporting on uh, the prospects of life and other planets and so forth because. Um, the main now you're not fooled, all right. Uh, the common the common line from the uh, space community is, uh, well, we uh, we want to find life on other planets just so that we can understand better, you know, life here on Earth and so forth. Don't believe it for a minute. Well, there's some of that, obviously, but the main reason is because secular science hates. God. Now, not all secular scientists hate God, but secular science does. Because if there is a God, well, then they have to obey him, and they don't want to obey anybody. They want to be their own God. So anyway, you know, we we got to go to Mars. Well, why do we have to go to Mars? Can we uh, bring back uh, materials to help us? Well, no, because it takes six months each way. Uh, um, well, why, why, why do we really want to go to Mars? We got to find life. We got to find life. Uh, uh, we got to find signs of ancient life. Well, why? Well, because if we can find, if we can prove evolution. If if we can go to Mars and find even the absolutely most primitive one-cell being creature, then it came from nothing. It was the right temperature, the right circumstances, the right environment, and it just happened with, without God. And that's the goal. Um, anyway, the reason I bring that up is this is a big story. Headline, NASA has found more than 5,000 planets outside of our solar system. Oh, okay. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not the brightest bulb in the candelabra. By the way, this is a CBS story reporting on a NASA story. We we have known for years and years and years and years that there are more than 5,000 planets outside of our solar system. 
There are billions of stars, and almost all of the stars have planets. So I don't get what the I don't get what the big deal is. But anyway, here's the story from CBS News. NASA has discovered more than five thousand planets outside of our solar system, but so far, Earth is the only one that appears to have the right conditions. <laughs> the right conditions for human life. Even that reveals, well, we believe if the right conditions were there like they were here on Earth, then we would have planets. Quote, NASA has been studying exoplanets, that's planets outside of our solar system. NASA has been studying exoplanets for 30 years, and even with the number surpassing 5,000, Earth is the only planet NASA knows of with life on it so far. Quote, scientists are searching the galaxy for planets similar to Earth and signs of life. As we see on Earth, life can adapt to conditions that human beings would consider very harsh, such as temperature, radiation, salinity, acidity, and aridity. It may be possible that life has started on other worlds and adapted to conditions quite alien to what we are used to, NASA says. Um, it is it is it is fascinating the extent humans will go to the extent that humans will go to to prove that we don't need God. We just don't need God. If you put the right temperature, the right chemicals, the right atmosphere, life will just happen. Now, it may take a billion or two years, but life will just happen. So who needs God? So in essence... The billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that we have spent trying to find life is man's failed attempt to rule out the necessity of a creator. Hmm. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. All right. I got to take a break. My number, 877 bob Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.